Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. We've got a full moon coming up in Gemini and there's a real opportunity for evolution. I think that's the piece that I want to highlight here just as, you know, a little something extra extra in the audio version of the podcast. It's this um, opportunity to oh step into new ways of doing things um, to see things from a new vantage point to uh, open to new thoughts new beliefs new ways of doing things i know this is a full moon and i'm talking about new right You're like what the heck sabrina like how is this the full moon and you're talking about but it's like the culmination right so full moons are a culmination and it's like the culmination of of all the things <laughs> is leading to us being able to do things in a new way. And part of that is coming out of Scorpio season, which was deep dive journey into the unconscious, into the shadow territory, right? For many of us, some of us, it was other themes, but we don't really get to go through a Scorpio season without, I mean, this is like Lord of the underworld territory, right? Like we're, it's, it's game over. We're getting some, some of the hidden coming out, some of the secrets being revealed, the unconscious becoming conscious. And so part of this like culmination is the culmination of that season. You know, it's like, and now sun has moved into Sag, Mars, Mercury is in Sag. Um, this moon in Gemini gives us this mental dexterity to see full moon's revelations revealing the new. I know that that sounds so strange, but it's, it's to me, it's stunning. Um, it's this wild, wonderful mix of, you know, some intense aspects, some still some shadowy stuff going on. I mean, you don't get to have a full moon squaring black moon Lilith without some shadowy stuff going on, right? It just, fah, Pluto uh, in the last degrees of a sign, that's shadowy stuff. Like we're not, we're, we're not getting away from it by any means. Mars conjunct the sun. That's just like fiery war, warrior. Um, it's, it, there's intensity here, but you know, if we, let me just feel for some words. If, if we can keep looking in the direction of higher self, in the direction of higher ways, in the direction of newer, better way to do this, and this can mean just our life, our day, a newer, better way to do my day, a newer, better way to relate to my partner, a newer, better way to do my work in the world. Um, the the galactic center is kind of lit up like crazy right now. Mercury is conjunct the galactic center. I love that. I just, I love that. That to me so very much points to the new. Sag season so very much points to the new. Uh, and so I just, I really want to highlight this as the opportunity amidst all the intensity is this, this choice and keeping our focus, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And so that's maybe something to keep in mind too, is where focus goes, energy flows. Where are we focusing? 
What are we focusing on? Where is our energy flowing to? Uh, yeah. So, all right. There's so much more coming up. Lots of details, lots of practices, lots of reflective questions, lots of full moon rituals, all kinds of stuff coming up in this episode. Last thing that I will say super quickly is we got a Black Friday Cyber Monday special going on. All retreats on Rewilding for Women website are on sale 30% off. Yeah, it's a party, (laughs) Um, but only through Cyber Monday. Um, So there's a link in the description below if you're listening to this before then. uh, Would love uh, to hook you up with some rewilding goods at a super good deal. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy the episode. Full moon in Gemini, November 27th, 2023. We've got an intense one. I mean, this is a full moon. It's in a grand cross with Saturn and black moon Lilith. That's wild. Um, Good luck to those of us who are celebrating uh, the holidays like Thanksgiving here in America. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to be like lining up as we're trying to eat a turkey and keep the peace. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, But I love it. There's some real opportunity uh, for evolution. I think that's the real grace of this full moon. There's opportunity for evolution. There's an opportunity to expand. So think Sagittarius, we're in Sag season. The sun, Mercury, Mars are all in Sag. And so Sag is higher mind. It's expanded thinking. It's moving beyond kind of our horizons. Uh, It's many other things, but that's kind of the thing I'm feeling around the greatest potentials of this full moon. Also, we have Mercury, interestingly enough, on the galactic center. This is like future. This is, uh, you know, some of that stuff we talked about earlier in the year around new earth, right? Like new earth, this creating of new earth, the kind of newer states of uh, being that we're moving into. Some of us talk like 5D, 10D, I don't know, frequencies and however we're talking about it, right? They're all just frameworks and ways of trying to bring words to what's going on. But this Mercury on the Galactic Center, I really feel... (laughs) I feel the gift in that. And here's the interesting part is that it is squaring Neptune. So Neptune is spiritual, right? Essentially, Neptune is spiritual. Um, There's a few little hazards with that, right? Can also be delusional, but we'll talk about that. So if I were to give us just overall before we dive into like the nitty gritty of what's going on and how we can get the most out of it, and I'll give you some practices and different maybe reflective questions and we'll just kind of see what comes. But if I were to kind of give us two overall themes, (laughs) this is an interesting one. Uh, Check yourself. That's... I don't know why, but this theme has been coming up all day as I've been preparing for this astrology video and looking at the chart and just feeling into the archetypal energies at play, right? Like Mars conjunct the sun squaring Saturn. What the heck? That's intense. That's just intense. And it's this check yourself. Um, Saturn's reality check, right? Like reality check. Check yourself. I feel like... Scorpio season was really deep for some. It was really shadowy for some. But it weirdly, instead of like revealing the shadows for some, 
I think it kind of pulled us into the shadows and we started acting from a shadow place unknowingly. I'm just putting that out there in case that is like the lifeline to pull you out of the underworld, right? It's now time. Some of us, we were kind of on an underworld journey in Scorpio season, but we didn't know we were on an underworld journey. We thought we were maybe being advocates for something or activists for something. We thought we were maybe bringing love through or grace through or we thought we were fighting the good fight and just feel for yourself this may not be true this is definitely not everybody but just in case it is you and in case this does help it might be like it might literally be the lifeline of like oh my god and it's time for me to come out of the underworld but let me just keep bringing a couple more words to this is for for some of us um (laughs) We got our hearts cracked open by something going on. Maybe it was something in our personal lives. Maybe it's something more global that we saw going on. Whatever kind of got our attention. And instead of coming at this situation in our lives or situation in the world, instead of coming at it from our highest vibration, right? Like our highest state of love, a grace state, a love state, where we're meeting it with a higher frequency than the situation. Let me say that one more time. We're meeting it with a higher frequency than the situation that's in front of us, be it a personal situation, challenging conversation with a loved one, be it something out in the world, right? And we suddenly become, we, we become activated by it, right? We, we, it's, got our, it's got our heartstrings and yeah, good, good on it for having our heartstrings. That's our passion. It's pointing to our purpose. But the interesting thing, though, is that some of us unknowingly, instead of staying at, you know, the state of love and the state of consciousness that we're able to stay at, we kind of got pulled down to meet that situation where it was being acted out, where it was presenting itself from. So instead of staying up here high, right, meeting it, from a place of open-hearted, pouring consciousness, pouring grace, seeing from bird's eye view, right? We fell, but we didn't know we fell. And now we might be starting to see that we fell. We might be starting to see that we were fighting a fight from a smaller place in self than we needed to be, right? That maybe there's a truer, bigger place in self, more conscious place in self, more awake place in self, more alive place in self, where we can still fight the good fight, whatever that is, right? Again, it's whatever has got our heartstrings. So whatever you've been passionate about over the last month, Scorpio brings up passion. I mean, it brings up Mars and Scorpio, right? All that brings up passion. Like that's deep passion in the depths. But the caution here or the invitation now with things moving into Sag with this full moon in Gemini, which is mental dexterity, right? Gemini is brilliant mind, right? Mental dexterity. It's not black or white, right? It becomes it, it, it becomes both and. It's not either or. It's both and, and it's greater ways of thinking, greater ways. And we've got Mercury. So we have this full moon happening in Gemini, the mind. Mercury is, you know, essentially Gemini, right? Very similar energies. Mercury's on the galactic center. This is stunning, squaring Neptune. This is higher mind. This is expanded mind. We have an opportunity now around this full moon to see differently, to get the, 
Oh my, oh my God, what was I doing in Scorpio season? Oh my God, I was playing out shadows. Oh my God, I was playing out an old pattern I didn't even know I was playing out. That might not be for all of us, right? It might not be for all of us. So let me talk a little bit more about this Sagittarius energy, about this Gemini. I, I love this combination. And I really think we have an opportunity. Full moons are revelatory, right? They reveal things. They shine a light on things. My sense is that this full moon is an aha moment. If we give it the space, right? If we give it the space, if we give our mind space if we give it the right environment it's like we need to be able to give our mind an opportunity to attune to more open-minded states right maybe that's through meditation for you maybe that's just this conversation of just pointing at it and you're like oh okay let me instead of being so narrow so scorpio is very like narrowed in right? It's very good for directional focused force, right? It's, it's very like the blinders on and that's beautiful. Sometimes it's beautiful, but now it's like if we were a horse running a race, right? It was, we had the blinders on, we couldn't see next to us. You can't see anything. You just see straight in front of you, right? You're a race horse. You got the blinders on. And good thing, because we got to focus and we got to see things. And maybe some of us, we got to go really deep into the shadow or we got to go really far into purpose or see really far into something or, or move with such directional force or focus towards something. <laughs> maybe we didn't know we were doing it, but we were, right? Maybe it was like through arguing with our partners. But what we were actually doing is we were actually moving through, I don't know, um, like insecurities or something, or we were moving through wounds that were preventing a deeper depth of intimacy. And that focus is what helped us together, but we didn't know it. So here's my sense. My sense is now we get to see what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And interestingly enough, like see the big picture. So it's see, maybe be revealed what we've been doing, what we've been working on, what shadows have you been working on? What have you been healing that you didn't know you were healing? What have you been deepening into or revealing to yourself that you didn't know? And it doesn't just have to be about self. I know I'm kind of talking a lot of like inner world, like what's being revealed to you, but it can also be outer world. So for me, like in the team, like the rewilding team and just the rewilding, you know, what it is that rewilding is called to, it's that I'm suddenly seeing it from a different vantage point. I'm seeing a bigger picture. I'm seeing a much from almost like bird's eye view. So you can kind of feel into that. Sagittarius is great for bird's eye view. I love Sag energy for bird's eye view, right? Bird's eye view. Um, expanded thinking, very open-minded. I also love Sag energy for its, this will be interesting. Don't take offense to this, Sag, because this is such good goodness about Sag. It's that um, the detached nature of Sag, right? Higher mind is a very detached nature. It's like Scorpio can have emotional hooks all over the place, right? When we're in Scorpio season, it can be, it, it's like the emotional hooks and the emotional this and that can really grab us. And there's gifts to that. 
right? There's, there's gifts to that. It's beautiful. But now what we're moving into and now where the gifts are at is it's in the almost, I'm not, I'm not emotionally triggered by something. It's much more impersonal, right? It doesn't hook me. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, right? Lock me in, in the way that Scorpio can. I have a different viewpoint during this full moon as we move into Sag season, this Gemini full moon where the mind has all this beautiful mental dexterity, right? To see. So if there's something that I would so strongly recommend around, I don't know, setting up full moon rituals or what are the practices that you're maybe called to do, go for seeing, right? Go for seeing from higher vantage points, seeing bigger pictures, seeing from a more detached, not detached in a bad way, detached impersonal way. We'll see much more. We'll see much more when we give ourselves space to do that. Um, okay, so that's part of what's going on in this full moon. The other part is this reality check. So let's come back to this, right? Where I think I mentioned earlier, I think I used the word to check yourself, right? It's like a reality check. And this is courtesy of Saturn, right? Saturn's been in the play for a little while now. He's going to keep being in the mix for a while now, but specifically during this full moon, Saturn's squaring, Saturn's squaring the sun, the moon, and Mars, right? So in a full moon, sun and moon are opposite each other. Sun is in Sag. This is why I'm talking so much about Sag because Sun is in Sag conjunct Mars. Sun and Mars are together. That's intense. That's intense. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Opposite that in Gemini is the moon, right? So it's like a chatty moon. <laughs> it's like a, it's a chatty moon. It's a moon of the mind. It's a, ah, let me feel for it. It's, there's a, there's a little bit of um, like social, right? Like it's a social, it could be a very social moon. Sometimes the things that get revealed under a Gemini full moon, they come through conversation or they come through writing. Think about things with the mind, turning on the mind, whether that be writing, whether that be chatting with a good friend, whether that be, you know, like giving yourself mind exercises, mind mapping right? Like you think about like mind mapping things. I've been doing all kinds of mind mapping, strangely, um, for, for the business, for, for my life. I've been mind mapping lists. I've got like crazy lists and I don't normally do that, but it's because I've been feeling into this energy coming in. It's so supportive. It's, it's so supportive to that. So feel into if that serves in some way. Um, so we've got that going on. And then, so if you're kind of looking at my hands here, you can see they're opposing each other, Mars and the sun opposite the moon. Now square them is Saturn, reality check. And then opposing Saturn, so squaring to the sun and the moon on the other side, right? Because this is a grand cross, is Black Moon Lilith, the dark goddess. Like the dark, the dark goddess of all dark goddesses. To me, Black Moon Lilith isn't just Lilith. It's, it's all the dark goddesses, right? It's just, it's like... Black Madonna, Kali, Lilith. It's just if you want to access the dark face of the mother, the dark face of the feminine, right? Black Madonna, you go there. That's where you go. And then you can go to the asteroids to like specifically get 
a particular Shakti, a particular goddess energy that you want to work with. Like there's a Lilith asteroid, there's a Kali asteroid, there's a Persephone asteroid, there's a Medusa asteroid. And so that's where you kind of go to get the specific threads. But Black Moon Lilith, it's like you're working with the dark face of the mother, right? Dark face of the mother, she's going to kind of hold us into some of that Scorpio energy, some of that what is hidden, what's in the shadow, what's being revealed, but specifically around the feminine, right? Because it's the dark goddess. So specifically around the feminine. So what is hiding in the shadows of your own feminine? Things around that can be what have we repressed? What have we oppressed? What have we devalued around our feminine? Interestingly enough, right? So we've got that theme going on because that's square the full moon. Like that's game on. She's she's ready. She's like, and feminine reclamation for you. Here's where you've denied me, right? And denied me, meaning denied me as goddess, denied me as divine feminine. I am divine feminine. I am love. However, <laughs> you've denied me, you've repressed me, you've judged me which has created this like hidden, repressed, potentially distortion of feminine energy, right? Ah, amazing, crazy, beautiful, wild, magical. <laughs> so beautiful point to work, beautiful point to work experientially, beautiful point to journey into. This also makes all of dark goddess archetypal work right now really, really powerful really powerful. So if you have any of the dark goddess workshops, retreats from us like Persephone, like Kali, like Lilith, they are going to be very powerful, very accessible, very revelatory. Revelatory, again, because we've got Gemini, mind, full moon in Gemini, which is the mind, right? Revelatory. We'll be able to comprehend things on these journeys we normally wouldn't be able to comprehend. We'll be able to translate it into mind food, which I know is what so many of us want. We're like, wow, I just took this really deep shamanic journey. What the fuck does it mean for my life? This is a good time to translate, right? The translation capacity is turned on. And especially because Mercury, right? Mercury's on the galactic center. That's just like Mercury on crack, right? That's like the mind is on whatever kind of beautiful mind expanding drugs so that it can comprehend uh, and see and understand and bring it into the physical. So this is beautiful. It's really, really beautiful for bringing deeper journeys into the physical right? Deeper journeys and spiritual journeys because everything's in Sag. That's spiritual. That's spiritual. Also, because Mercury is square to Neptune, Mercury squaring Neptune, Mercury's on the galactic center, conjunct the galactic center, squaring Neptune, right? That's, that's, that, that, that. I love this. I love this. I love this. It can be challenging. It can be challenging, but also what Neptune does is it brings in the cloud of unknowing, right? It like loosens the mind, opens the mind. It's it's like taking mind, I know I'm talking a lot about drugs here, right? It's like mind expanding drugs that allow us to turn the shamanic eyes on, to turn on, you know, like an inner wisdom capacity to know deeper truths within self, to know 
higher level esoteric spiritual truths to understand them, to comprehend them from a place of like embodied gnosis. It's pretty stunning. It's, it's pretty stunning. Um, so journeying now is, is beautiful. I mean, I think journeying anytime is beautiful. Um, but what makes this moment in time different is the capacity to comprehend and the capacity to bring the insights through into life easier, right? Instead of like, wow, I don't know what that journey was. It was really beautiful. I just went and worked with Kali. I know that I was, you know, releasing a lot. I don't know what I was releasing. I know that she gave me a golden sword to hold, but I don't know what that means. This is a moment where you will know what that golden sword means. You will know what you are releasing and you will potentially know why and what for and what the next breadcrumb is. Yeah, beautiful and amazing and stunning. Um, If you're interested in any of those dark goddess retreats and you're listening to this between like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, (laughs) they're on sale. Um, All of the Rewilding for Women retreats are on sale. I know. We're insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're like 30% off. Um, but you'll find that link below. And it's only, I think, from Black Friday or I think Thanksgiving, like the Thursday, whenever this video goes out through Cyber Monday. So you got a couple days. Uh, so if you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to get a dark goddess retreat or a rewilding for women retreat. 12 days of circle is another really good one. Um, that's more, uh, that's more of like, here's the full enchilada of reclamation of the feminine instead of just specifically like an archetypal journey birthing a new world is really good too um for a full enchilada um, where you just get a variety of different archetypes to work with um, and more of a well-rounded journey into i mean it's reclamation so that black moon lilith that we're talking about up there that's crazy supportive to feminine reclamation right she stands for the feminine like here here, feminine, like feminine equality, feminine reclamation. Here's the truth of the feminine. Here's where all, all of that stuff, you know, everything that I've been talking about for a billion years, it seems like. Okay, enough of that. Um, let me feel back into the astrology. Let me see if there's more. I want to talk a little bit more about Saturn. So let's go back to this um, grand cross that's going on. We talked about Black Moon Lilith now opposing a couple degrees off, but still they're in a grand cross, right? Um, is Saturn. Saturn, beautifully, this is a part about Saturn that many don't talk about, but when it comes to Saturn's relationship to the feminine, a healed, awake Saturn can hold the fullness of the feminine. The fullness of the feminine. So, so often, those who are journeying into the feminine, like, you know, it's too much. No one can hold this. You know, you can't be with my wildness. You can't be with the fullness of my sexuality. You can't be with the fullness of my emotions. You can't. I mean, how many of us can relate to that? Yeah. And Saturn, again, in healed expression, evolved expression, right? Fully claimed expression of Saturn can hold not just hold the fullness of the feminine, but hold in devotion. So Saturn, I see this linked to Shiva. Isn't that wild? That's wild. That's wild, right? Like Saturn and she, like Shiva, right? That divine masculine Shiva can hold. And not just hold. It's like, oh, this is my job to hold the feminine or to witness or to bring consciousness to 
but it's with devotion, with reverence to every single aspect of the feminine. Isn't that wild? They're opposite each other. That to me gives us this opportunity to really work on our own relationship between our own masculine and feminine, right? Our relationship between the masculine and feminine in our relationships, between us and another, um, in our work in the world. It's like that line, that whole line of union of the harmony between the masculine and the feminine is perfectly beautifully lit up, but perfectly and beautifully lit up by intense archetypes, intense, deep, big, wide archetypes. Like Mars and Venus would do that, but it would be on a much more surface level, right? Yeah, they'd show you a little bit of your shadow, but you put Black Moon Lilith opposing Saturn, oh man, you gotta look at the patriarchal shadow of Saturn, right? You gotta look at the controlling masculine, you have to look at the limitations, you gotta look at all of like that old school, old boys club patriarchy. I mean, they're not, they're not light, they're not going light here. They're like, well, yeah, if you want this level of masculine and feminine alive and awake in you and in harmony and dancing and creating your life with you, for you, because of you, through you, right? This enormous potential of creation energy that flows through you. You're going to have to look in yourself at that level of masculine judgment, at that level. Like where is your, you know, one if you're embodying and expressing your masculine, well, how healthy is it? I see so many women complaining about the masculine, oh, the masculine, the masculine, the masculine. And then I see them expressing the masculine through themselves in the exact same way they're talking about it outside of themselves. And to me, that's just giving away our power, right? That's, that's, that's giving away our power. And so what if, what if during this full moon, we were going to get over our little selves, right? We were going to get over our little selves. We we're going to be super compassionate, non-judgmental to ourselves. And we we're going to go and be really real, you know, just like get really real. Be like, what is my relationship to the masculine? And if you have a bad relationship to the masculine outside of you, 99.99999% sure that relationship to your own inner masculine is kind of reflected external, as above, so below, as within, so without, right? And I'm not saying that this isn't, that we don't see toxic masculine out in the world. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, right? It's not that we don't see it suddenly, but it's, it's that our relationship to it, our understanding of it, our projecting it outward versus owning it changes, right? It's that... Oh man, the words start to fail. I just want to like lead us into a practice where we can just like experientially journey into this. Um, for those of you who have reunion, you get to work on this deeply in that program, the reunion experience. Um, let me feel for another moment. Uh, what else we can talk about around here? I'm a little fired up about this, um, this theme uh, I've been seeing it really loudly and in uh, intimate circles, like smaller retreat circles and spaces that I've been holding. I've also been seeing it more publicly. And it's interesting how much it's showing its head at the moment. Like I found that to be very curious. It's, it's showing its head in the team. 
Like, and the team, I heard, I heard the words, um, my masculine is overrunning my feminine. That's a common phrase. That's a, that's a common phrase. My masculine is overrunning my feminine. And it's like something that we just, I don't know, we maybe don't pause to look at. We don't like stop and go, wait a second. What is that in myself? We kind of just accept it. Isn't that interesting? Like we, we kind of just accept that one. And I'm going to challenge us and go, what are the ones that we're kind of just accepting? You know, we're kind of like, another one is I like control. I like to be in control. Well, right, that's like a Saturnian masculine, you know, if we're going to talk about masculine and feminine and talk in terms of that, that's a masculine thing. And it's kind of one that we just sort of are okay with. So this is an opportunity, right? With black moon, Lilith square in the full moon. Come on, Saturn square in the full moon. It's just too good. Mars conjunct the sun in Sagittarius. You know, like that's evolution. That's evolutionary. And it's just asking us, all right, all right, it's time. It's time to up level masculine feminine relationship in ourselves and in our relationships. You know, who's not respecting who? Who's sneakily? not respecting who, who thinks they're respecting who, but they're really not. Who's disempowering who? Let's talk about power, right? We're still in big power dynamics. Like we're still in a lot of Plutonian energy, big power dynamics. So we want to think about, you know, where does my masculine disempower my feminine? Where does my feminine disempower my masculine? Who's disempowering who, but pretending like they're not? I know now I'm starting to get really tricky, but this is beautiful because of where Mercury is at. Mercury being square to Neptune, we'll see more. We'll be able to comprehend it. So these questions might not be so mind-bending. It's like the mind is able to bend in those ways to see, right? In order to heal and to change and to up-level. And so, you know, kind of the next theme to just really highlight during this moon is... Can we take our relationship to the masculine and feminine to the next level? And what does that mean for you? You know, what does that mean for you? Maybe that just means, wow, I actually just need more space to like flow. You know, like that's like step one. I just, I just need more space to like feel and flow, right? Or, or maybe it's, wow, I actually thought I had a really healthy healed masculine, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I actually have a masculine that my dad had or my mom. Oh, shoot. I have my mom's masculine. These are just deep questions to, to sit with and think and, and, you know, feel into if they're right for you. All right. Let's talk the nodes. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk nodes of fate. Nodes of fate. This is sole purpose. This is your destiny. This is where you're headed to in this lifetime. South node is where you came from. It's your karmic backpack. It's past life territory. Also in south node, it's wisdom from past lives, gifts from past lives. So there's a golden aspect to the south node as well as you know, um, got burnt at the stake as well as, you know, like the karmas, right? The like, when we think of karmas, it's, I, I mean, I hold the good, the bad and the ugly, all of it in karma, right? Good karma, bad karma, whatever. But a lot of times we associate karma with like 
the unhealed things or the, you know, the, the past lives gone bad. But it's all of it. All of it's held in the South Node. It's just whatever's behind you. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's whatever's behind you. So on the South Node is Venus. Isn't that interesting? I find this to be fascinating to me. So remember I was mentioning Black Moon Lilith, and then I was like, ah, there's interestingly something else going on, right? To me, Venus on the South Node, Venus is the primary feminine archetype besides the moon. Moon is more mother. Venus is more like lover, right? So Venus being primary feminine archetype in, you know, the major planets, Venus being on the South Node, South Node, she's literally kind of also pointing to like what in the past around the feminine is ready to be healed. If you're on this theme of masculine and feminine. Other things to feel into around Venus on the South Node are (laughs) get your values straight in this life, right? Are you carrying around an outdated value system? Maybe it's not even from past life. Maybe it's just an outdated value system from last year. So it's really feeling into and getting honest with. So this is, this is a big part of this. Getting honest with what is it that you value. Not what is it that someone else wants you to value. Venus is really good at making us selfish. Like selfish in a good way. It's a healthy selfish Um, when we lean into it and hold that intention for it to be a healthy selfish. But it's like selfish as in let me feel into my deepest heart's desires. Let me feel into myself. So many of us, I know so many of us in Rewilding, so many of y'all here, we are empathic, right? We are so sensitive. We can feel everyone else and we can often feel everyone else before we can feel ourselves. And so something really good to do during this moon is to do whatever you need to do to be able to feel into yourself and ask ask, right? This Venus on the South note, just ask the question, what do I value? What do I, because what you value is going to point to your soul's purpose, your soul's greatest expression in this life, your true self, right? Venus on the South node, anything you reveal around Venus right now, it's going to point to a very destined, it's, it's destined. So if we're uncovering these values right now, it's aligned with our destiny line. So, so get real. And sometimes we're going to have to take family values off. We're going to have to take societal values off of ourselves. This is deep journeying into soul territory. South node, north node is soul territory. It's like your true self values. Remove the masks, remove the false layers, and get to true self right? True self. For those of you who are Bones membership, in there, there's a program. It's, it's a bonus as for being a member. It's like a three-part series, nothing but soul. This is a powerful program to do right now. It's a powerful program to do with Venus on the South Node. So if you're looking for stuff around that, if you're a member, go dive into that. If you're not, it's 47 bucks. Join for the month. Go do that workshop. If you loved Bones, stay. If you don't, it's totally cool. You don't have to stay, right? Just come for a month. Do the cool shit and then peace out if you need to. But feeling into this um, this Venus on the South Node, um, it's, it's also what will make your feminine come alive. 
like your feminine radiance, your feminine love, Venusian questions to ask, you know, like, and again, this is destined. It's like, if I were to ask, you know, like, what makes my, my, my full, my full feminine blossom? What is it? You know, like, how does love, how do I create a life where the most amount of love can flow through me, in me, with me, around me? What does that look like? Do I have children? What does my career look like? Do I have animals? Do I live in the country? Do I live in the city? These are Venus on the South Node questions. Very powerful, very powerful. And allow what gets revealed to us, allow that to be the breadcrumb trail. You know, I'm always talking about this breadcrumb trail of, you know, like your North node, your true North breadcrumb trail, right? So that we're constantly walking toward our greatest expression in life, right? Like our greatest evolution, like what it is that you came here to do, to become, to experience, to express. And it's like, to me, it's like a breadcrumb, right? It's a, it's, it's a breadcrumb trail. Next breadcrumb, next breadcrumb, next breadcrumb, next breadcrumb. And this is one of those really powerful times. I love the leaning into Venus. So whenever we work the South Node, we open up the North Node and vice versa. Like a lot of times we'll work the North Node, which is where we're headed to, but then we suddenly have to work the South Node, right? Like they're on the same axis. So work the South Node, North Node opens up. Soul purpose opens up, destiny opens up, where you're headed to, right? Your greatest expression, your truest truth, like what it is that totally lights you up, totally fills you up. But Eris... Right? And I've been talking about this forever. It's a long-standing conjunction. Eris is on the North Node. So that's the other feminine archetype on the North Node. She's throwing chaos. <laughs> chaos. She's goddess of chaos and discord. Throwing chaos and discord so that we can see the truth. So that we can see the truth. It's sometimes intense, right? But it's like a wake-up call. She's like, I'm going to keep making this relationship painful until you see that you need to leave it. Right? That's, that's kind of like Eris. Or you know, we can get like super physical about it. You know, you're living in a house in a place where it's not supportive to your soul path. It's just not. But you're not, you're trying to override that knowing, you know, so you just keep like sweeping it under the carpet. Well, then Eris comes in and, you know, like breaks the water pipes in the house and she, you know, I don't know, like the neighbors, the neighbor moves in and the, you just do not get along with them, right? So she's creating chaos. The environment around you will create chaos and discord so that you start to see the truth, the truth that you've maybe been able to avoid or not see or override. Then she just gets louder and louder and louder and louder. You know, so we could do it that way. <laughs> or to me, we can really dive into Venus and lean into this really beautiful Venusian, getting super honest about what are our values, what lights us up, what makes us come alive, what brings us love, what makes us radiate, like radiant, radiate. Oh, I suppose that's right. <laughs> um, ooh, I'm still jet lagged. Um, just got back from Ibiza a couple days ago. I haven't slept in like three days. I don't, I'm, I'm terrible at jet lag, like horrible. Um, I forgot. I forgot I haven't flown for couple years now. Um, yeah, so apologies <laughs> for that. My voice is all weird. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? All right, let me feel if there's anything else. Um, I, I want to give a little bit of a red flag or a warning. This We'll, we'll kind of end on this little bit of a warning. Just to point this out so that we can... You know, hopefully if we see it, we can see it, which will help to take away some of the power that it might have, right? 
where we can just become aware of it and then pivot. So that's why I want to share these, you know, these little like warnings around this full moon and the energy. A lot of mutable energy. Mutable energy means like things can be all over the place. A lot, like a lot of mutable energy. Because it's Sag Gemini. So just like mutable Pisces. Um, but if we can find structure, so this Saturn piece can bring us structure, although he's in Pisces now, so <laughs> no. Um, but if we can find structure, find our grounding, right? Find the discipline. So for me, it would be like something that would help me just, I'm just feeling into the energy and where I'm currently at, what I'm working on, something that would really help me and will, I'm sure I'll do this. I am already kind of doing it, but it's like, if I break things down and make things that I'm working on or I'm reflecting on or I'm meditating with or I'm, whatever I'm doing, I make it a really tight container. So it's like, I, I really protect myself from distractions because mutable energy can really bring in the distractions and you can just go down rabbit holes all over the place. And so it's like, all right, let me give myself a really tight container. Maybe you use time as a tight container. Maybe you use like a certain theme. I'm only going to be thinking about this, right? I'm only going to be this and having the discipline to keep bringing it back to that. That can be really helpful on anything that we're working on, right? Even conversations we're having with other people or um, meetings we're having at work or projects we're working on, um, or even just like our self-care, right? Our self, we could get so like wildly all over the place where we're like, okay, 30 minutes, I'm gonna take care of myself. What am I gonna do? Right? Just all over the place. So that's one little thing just to point out and to make us aware of. The other piece that I want to make us aware of is this Neptune um, square to Mercury. And just a little bit around that. Um, while I love it because it brings us to higher mind and it opens up our mind to spiritual truth, it can take us too far. So it can take us too far into... Um, it's almost like delusions of grandeur, right? But it's not just grandeur that'll take us into. It'll it'll take us beyond right what serves. So I think that's probably the question that might help is and to just be really real with yourself and be really honest, right? Like maybe you get an intuitive hit and then you start thinking about it and then like that intuitive hit turns into this fantasy daydream that's gone 10 steps further but the intuitive hit was right it's just that the fantasy daydream was a little neptunian right like it was it was a little extreme it and and you just ask like all right how how grounded does this serve is this a little too far is this and if it is too far like I just did this yesterday and it was glorious and I knew I went too far. But to know that I went too far and to just be like, wow, that's just fun. So what I'm offering us here is to not hang our hat on going too far into daydreaming or too far into, we might be fooled into thinking it's like creative or it's intuitive or we know, you know, like we know what someone's thinking or we know what's coming in the future. But 
we actually got the intuitive hit and that was true. It's just that we then built something on top of it that wasn't true because we got Neptuned. <laughs> That's sometimes how I say it, like, ooh, I got Neptuned, right? And you can start to know, you know, if you work with this enough, you bring a lot of consciousness to it and you reflect on it a lot and you, you know, journal with it, however you work with it, you start to know your markers for it. Like, I know my markers when I cross that line, you know, where it's like, oh, here's the intuition, here's this, and now I've crossed, now I've crossed into Sabrina's storytelling, right? So I know that, and I know what it feels like. And sometimes storytelling is just, it's nice. Like sometimes it's just playful, but to own that that's what we're doing, own that you're being playful, own that so that you don't accidentally trick yourself. Right. I hope this is helping and I hope that that makes sense. It's a little bit wild to talk about. Those are my kind of two warnings. Um, if I were to just kind of summarize it uh, during this full moon, right? Let the mind be part of it. Let the mind be part of your journey's journey deep. Do feminine, masculine work. If that calls to you, do dark goddess work, right? Like feminine reclamation is crazy powerful with black moon Lilith squaring the full moon and Venus on the south node. That's reclamation, right? Like that's past life reclamation. That's feminine reclamation. That's karmic reclamation of all the feminine mysteries. So that's really powerful and making sure we give ourselves the space for the mind to be active. Problem solving can be really beautiful right now too, like creative problem solving. So if there's something you were like, gosh, how are we going to da 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 This is a great time for that. Great. The mental dexterity of the mind, I'm telling you, with it on the galactic center, um, Mercury on the galactic center, squaring Neptune. I mean, wow, we can really do some beautiful things with our minds. So I don't know, go create, get the mind involved, watch out for the red flag of getting delusional, right? That's um, like mind mapping, right? Like, have big powwow sessions with your your team or you know your business or your partner like let's plan life let's think about you know what is it that really serves our soul it's a destined time those goddesses on that north node and south node um it's it's, it's a destined time that line is open it's beautiful uh it's the aries libra axis i've talked a lot about that we'll talk more about that but i love that for these nodes it's self versus other yeah that's just that little chestnut <laughs> all right now i'm starting to ramble on again black friday cyber monday sale uh 30 off all of rewilding for women retreats uh that's pretty that's pretty big it's a pretty big deal we're pretty happy about that we're super excited if any of those things to you um we'd love to hook you up all right so much love to you we'd love to see you in the comments i'm always there the first couple of days if you like this uh thumbs up heart uh, if you don't want to miss anything uh hit the notification i think there's a bell or something like that subscribe bell i don't know whatever it's great to have you as part of the rewilding community um i just love y'all i love that we get to do this together a ton. All right. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.